0: This is the Daily Signal podcast for Friday, October 9th. I'm Rachel DelGiess. And I'm Kate Trinko. On today's podcast, Rob Bluey interviews Brian Morgenstern, Deputy Communications Director at the White House. They discuss the coronavirus pandemic, court packing, and the upcoming confirmation hearing of Amy Coney Barrett. Don't forget, if you're enjoying this podcast, please be sure to leave a review or a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and encourage others to subscribe. Now on to our top news. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi made a curious comment in a press conference Thursday via CBS News.
1: Tomorrow, by the way, tomorrow, come here tomorrow. We're going to be talking about the 25th Amendment, but not to take attention away from the subject we have now.
0: The 25th Amendment is applicable when a president is deemed too ill to execute his duties, but does not voluntarily step down. The amendment outlines the process by which the issue can be forced and the president removed. The FBI has charged six men for plotting to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Per CNN, this scheme to kidnap Whitmer included plans to overthrow several state governments that the suspects believe are violating the U.S. Constitution, including the government of Michigan and Whitmer, according to the complaint. Some Michiganders say Whitmer are keeping their state under COVID-19 lockdown is being abused and they are pushing to reopen the state. The six men who have been charged with conspiracy to kidnap Whitmer include Michigan residents Adam Fox, Ty Garbin, Caleb Franks, Daniel Harris, Brandon Castera, and one man from Delaware, Barry Croft. What do voters think of court packing? A new poll suggests that almost half of registered voters aren't fans. 47% oppose court packing, while 34% approve of it. In the Washington Examiner UGov poll, there was sharp division between voters on the issue depending on their political background. Three out of five Democrats want more Supreme Court justices added in 2021 if Democrats have the Senate and the presidency and Amy Coney Barrett is confirmed, while only 18% oppose that. Among Republicans, 84% oppose increasing the number of justices, as do 45% of independents. Next up, we'll have Rob's discussion with Brian Morgenstern, the Deputy Communications Director at the White House. This is Virginia Allen, host of The Daily Signal podcast. I don't know about you, but YouTube is certainly one of my guilty pleasures. I really enjoy watching short videos on a variety of topics. So I'm always looking for videos that are actually educational and beneficial to me in some way. And The Daily Signal YouTube channel never disappoints. There is so much binge-worthy content, from policy and news explainers to documentaries. If you're not driving, go ahead and pull out your phone and subscribe to the Daily Signal YouTube channel so you can be in the know on the issues you care about most. You can also search for the channel by going to youtube.com slash Daily Signal.
2: We are joined on the Daily Signal podcast today by Brian Morgenstern. He is the Special Assistant to the President, Deputy Press Secretary, and Deputy Communications Director at the White House. Brian, thanks so much for joining us.
1: It's great to be with you. Thank you for having me.
2: We are all worried uh, about the president's health, uh, particularly after we heard the news of his positive test results, Uh, but he seems to be making a strong recovery. Uh, Can you tell us how the president is doing?
1: Yes. uh, and Thank you for the question. The president is doing great. Uh, In fact, that's the word he used himself feeling great Uh, and it's really thanks to Operation Warp Speed and getting treatments and a vaccine to market in record time uh, that he's now living proof of and a number of the treatments that are either being used through compassionate use authorization or through emergency use authorizations because this is a novel virus we didn't know about it uh, until this year but they've gotten treatments uh, available to many patients around the country that includes uh, now Regeneron which the president took Uh, It's an antibody. Uh, It includes dexamethasone, a steroid, and and remdesivir, an antiviral. And all of these things have helped him recover so quickly that he's really back on his feet. He's feeling well. It's just a matter of... of getting those negative tests, uh, you know, on the scoreboard, and then he'll be back and speaking to the American people directly. He can't wait to do that. Uh, he has been working throughout because he's, he's not too sick to work. He's, he's a strong guy. He's resilient. Um, and so he's continued to work, but he can't wait to get out and interact with the American people.
2: Well, thanks, Brian. That's great to hear. Uh, we are are, are uh, so delighted that he is feeling better. Uh, you know, throughout his battle with coronavirus, as you said, he's made clear he wouldn't stop working, perhaps uh, to the consternation of some of his critics. Um, I sensed from his tweet about negotiating with the Democrats that he realizes the American people just don't want another bailout, and, and that's what they appear to be offering. Uh, so what does President Trump think is needed most right now to help those who have been adversely impacted by COVID-19?
1: yeah that it's it's a it's a great topic i mean there are a number of things that would provide targeted relief to people who were harmed through no fault of their own, because we had to take public health measures to protect people. And a few of those things that the president would endorse is, for example, a standalone bill for stimulus checks for uh, Americans who maybe they're on the lower uh, income scale. Maybe they are people who are suffering uh, the most. They're not able to work. For example, the service industry has been hit especially hard because restaurants can't operate at full capacity. So. Um, that would be one step. Uh, Unemployment insurance, again, for people who have been displaced through no fault of their own. Um, An airline bill, because that is a a strategically critical industry for our country. Uh, So keeping those uh, employees connected to their jobs and funding for schools to reopen because so many parents around the country are doing double duty as both parent and teacher right now to get our economy back functioning, to get people back to normal life. We need uh, parents to be able to go back to work. So these are some of the targeted measures that the president would support. because they would address the problems that are directly facing people as a result of the coronavirus. That is the goal. Unfortunately, the Democrats, Speaker Pelosi, has really been uh, pretending to negotiate, if I'm being honest, for, for quite a while. And in their wish list that they still want to include uh, in, in any legislation, it has nothing to do with the coronavirus, they want to put cashless bail, they want mass prison releases, they want nationwide ballot harvesting, they want a ban on voter ID laws, they want stimulus checks going to illegal immigrants. I mean, there's, and the list goes on and on from there. So they're trying to exploit the situation that our country is facing to, you know, put forth a Christmas tree of Democrat wishes, but What the president is doing and what the Republicans are doing is saying, no, 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 this is a problem facing our country. Let's do targeted solutions to the actual problems caused
2: by the virus. Well, Brian, it's encouraging to hear that the president is is fighting for a deal that is targeted and that helps the American people. Are there any steps that you are thinking about taking on your own at the White House that wouldn't necessarily involve negotiating with congressional Democrats?
1: So the the president has been very creative uh, in using his executive authority so far, and he's done a payroll tax holiday to make it cheaper for uh, employers to keep their employees uh, at work and to give the working class a pay raise. He's done uh, student loan relief. He's done an eviction moratorium. He uh, he he extended unemployment insurance using – fema disaster funds uh he has really done a tremendous amount using uh with creative uses of his executive authority within the law um, but it, it's at the point now where we need uh, a little bit of help from congress to continue providing targeted relief um, we'll always be looking for more creative ways to do things uh, but really it would be better if we could have a bipartisan solution through the Congress to address these things. And he's going to continue to speak out, you know, how can the Democrats be against another round of economic impact payments for lower income Americans? How can they be against helping the airline industry, the strategically important industry continue to function? How can they be against providing funds for schools so that schools can reopen and parents can get back to work? These are things everyone agrees on. So, I mean, To stand in the way of those things is really just playing politics uh, with people's livelihoods, and it's it's not fair.
2: Well, one of the things we we know Congress will be doing next week, at least on the Senate side, is uh, uh, the confirmation hearings for Judge Amy Coney Barrett, which begin on Monday. Uh, I want to ask about uh, your expectations and if you're concerned at all about any last-minute attacks as we saw with Justice Kavanaugh.
1: Judge Barrett is an outstanding nominee. She is poised uh, she is ready to defend all of her prior opinions and writings and speeches, of course. Um, I, I think that we will see, uh, the Democrats should tread light, lightly before attacking her on things like her faith. We've seen people do that, and it, it, it's very unbecoming. It's And there is no test, uh, religious test, for people to serve in public office, as the president said. I thought we put that behind us with the election of John F. Kennedy in 1960. I mean, it's sort of ridiculous. They may attack her uh, on a number of other uh, lines. We know the Democrats are very Focused on Roe versus Wade, and they're very focused on Obamacare, and they're going to try to, you know, paint Judge Barrett as sort of uh, a villain in their eyes on these issues. I just don't think that's going to be possible because Judge Barrett has proven through her career in academia, through her, her years on the bench, hearing hundreds of cases, that she's a fair-minded justice who puts the Constitution first. And that is what every American should want, is you want the Supreme Court justices to, uh, to stand up for their God-given rights enshrined in the Constitution and not put their personal opinions at issue when they're deciding cases. That's what Judge Barrett has pledged to do. It's what she's shown throughout her career that she will do.
2: You know, this has been a hot topic at at both the presidential and vice presidential debates. Uh, Former Vice President Joe Biden and Senator Kamala Harris have repeatedly refused to answer if they would support court packing. Uh, Can you explain why court packing is a concern to the president and it's something that the American people should be worried about?
1: Yes. Uh, It's outrageous. I mean, in the the vice presidential debate, Senator Harris wouldn't answer the question. She started down some weird history lesson that wasn't even accurate and wouldn't answer whether they would pack the court. That should tell the American people what they need to know. If they lose a fight, they're going to change the rules because they're sour grapes. But you cannot… Uh, have a position, I think, uh, the American people should not countenance a position of if you lose an election and therefore an issue doesn't go your way, tax the Supreme Court and turn it into a mini lifetime Congress to execute liberal policy p- priorities. That is not how it's set up. The Supreme Court is supposed to be the uh, the steward of the Constitution and ensure that our political branches are acting within their authorities. We're not supposed to turn the Supreme Court into just another legislative body packed with Democrats. I mean, that would be a disaster for our country. It would It would completely upend, really, the integrity of the institution, which they claim to be so worried about. So I I just don't understand this this notion that you could be all for protecting the institutions that make our country stable and great, uh, and you're going to protect them by destroying them. I mean it just doesn't make any sense. So it is a radical idea, and people should be very uh, wary of that.
2: Brian, I know that there's been a lot of media scrutiny on the White House following the September 26th event with uh, with Judge Barrett. Um, What I haven't seen as widely reported is that local leaders in Washington, D.C. say that there's no evidence that it led to a widespread caseload rise. And that's according to a story in the Metro section of The Washington Post. Uh, But what steps have you taken at the White House to ensure the safety of the people who work there?
1: Yeah, so uh, thank you. And the the, the coverage on that, I, I think, has has been a little misleading, as you say. And now, and now we're seeing um, sort of the adjusted coverage come out. But the the issue is, you know, it was outdoors. People were tested. Uh, sort of, they were certainly welcome to wear masks. Uh, there's hand sanitizer stations uh, in in numerous locations around the White House. Um, so we took precautions. But the, what we were uh, doing is we're showing the country that we have to reopen and we have to do critical things like nominate a Supreme Court justice. We still have to have these historic events. The president nom- uh, honored gold star families because we still have to show these families who sacrificed so much for our country that we appreciate them. These are essential functions. Uh, now at the White House we are continuing to carry on the people's business and we have uh, you know masks uh, we'll wear when we have to be in meetings. We'll put chairs between people you know we'll socially distance. Uh, We have hand sanitizer everywhere. Um, People have maximum telework flexibility so they can uh, work remotely if if they would be safer doing that. Um, The president is working at full capacity. Anybody who uh, interacts with him, there's a limited universe of people who are interacting with him in person at this point, but they're doing so that they can do it at a distance and they have PPE. Um, and so you know we're we're continuing to do the work of the American people. We're just doing it in a safe common sense way
2: and Brian, final topic for you uh the President Trump has made law and order a defining aspect of his leadership. uh what is your message to those police and other law enforcement officers who continue to to protect the American people and defend our our country against those who want to riot and loot in our cities?
1: Yeah, the message is that we have we have their back um These are people who signed up for a job where they could have to take a bullet for a stranger in fact those strangers could be the very people protesting against them uh and they still do it because they're brave and because they want to help their community and they want to protect people so the president will absolutely have law enforcement's back 100 percent, to the extent that any of them uh are out of line they behave badly we want them to be held to account uh, but generally speaking, we need to respect our law enforcement, and we have to have peace in our streets. That's why in the event that violence breaks out, the president is always quick to offer National Guard or federal law enforcement support so that we can restore peace as quickly as possible. And these rioters, these left-wing uh, violent people are – trying to tear down our country our constitution the foundations uh that uh, of of our nation and we can't stand for it and frankly the other side has been awfully quiet about this you know i don't see them uh, denouncing Antifa or Black Lives Matter, the organization uh, that frequently you know, foments violence. I mean, we need to all be on the same page here. This should not be a partisan issue. It should be bipartisan that we back our law enforcement and we support peace in the streets. That should not be controversial. Somehow it's become controversial, but it shouldn't be. The president
2: will always stand with law enforcement. Well, Brian, that makes absolute sense. Thanks so much for taking the time to speak with The Daily Signal today. We appreciate it.
1: It's my pleasure to be with you. Thank you for having
0: me. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thanks for listening to The Daily Signal podcast. You can find The Daily Signal podcast on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Please be sure to leave us a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and encourage others to subscribe. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back with you all on Tuesday.
2: The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. It is executive produced by Kate Trinko and Rachel Del Judas. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. For more information, visit DailySignal.com.